What's up? We got episode, what number are we? Yeah, episode, I think we 54. Yeah. We'd like to welcome everybody out to another episode of Good Story. How's everybody doing today? B-Boy, Hobart. You know what? It's still cold outside, Strons. Can you believe that? Only in Utah where you can have sunshine, yeah, rain, snow in the same day. Yes. Owning Utah. Four seasons, baby. I'm not complaining. Yes, I am not sir. complaining. Today today we actually uh was driving and it was little flurries, but I'm not gonna complain because I seen northern Utah, they're already flooding already, so yeah. You yeah. know it's true, ladies else. and gentlemen. There is floods going on in Utah. Mm-hmm. And but as long as it doesn't come here. Oh, shit, that's kind of selfish. Because yeah, our no. guest is from that other side of the mountain. Yeah. No, she won't get it either. Because majority of the floods are on the east side, or as I saw from the news or on TV, Kaysville. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, thank you, Bob Uber, uh, Eubank. It's uh, Mark. <laughs> oh, Mark Eubank. Yeah, Mark Eubank. Well, guys, hello. Okay, so let's start off. Let's let's pay some bills before we get going. Go ahead, like this, go ahead, we like to thank our sponsors, Bucked Up, Bucked Up Drink with some energy drink. If you guys want to get your life a little kickstart. They got all kinds of flavors. My favorite is Killer Orange. You like the Mango Tangle, huh? Yeah. Mango. Every once in a while. And Strong's always drinks that blueberry whatever. The blueberry fizz. Oh, yeah, we, you are. And then we like to also thank Nutricost. R-U-T-R-I-C-O-S-T dot com. So if you want your supplements, your protein, and all that good stuff, we take the ginger and the turmeric. Elderberry. Elderberry. We do all that stuff. I give my kids melatonin. Whoa. You We're know. trying to stay healthy here. We also like to thank uh, Savage Fish. So everybody that wants good poke right here down across the street from the University Mall, if you go buy your dinner and poke from 5 to 7 in the evening and you say good story, they'll give you 20% off on all your food. 20%? 20% off. What's the time on that? Five to seven. Okay. So you got to get in there. Wow. Get in there. so fast. They, they have they new, close at seven? No, they have new hours. They close at nine, but I guess our discount don't last after nine like Cinderella. They pull the rug <laughs> off. Oh, okay. Okay. So they no fish. The best, There's only a window. Out. No yeah, fish. Sorry, yeah. So what only I think that, uh, shout out to Carrie and T doing their thing and yeah, Summer thank Prescott. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Summer. And then we also have uh, e-bikes, Savage e-bikes. We'd like to thank Savage e-bikes. I'm getting my, my e-bikes coming in uh, and looking at the little... You know, YouTube stuff and, you know, sorry, guys, there, there's a weight limit on the, the bikes. That's why you guys can't have the sudden. ones. But All anyways, they'll have one. So but you have to shout put out two bikes to, together? Shout out to Savage E-Bikes. Thank you very much for... You know, all that you do. Am I missing anybody? Cup Bob. Cup Bob. Yo, yeah. the Hello. best Korean barbecue in a cup. Cup <laughs> Bob. So if you guys are driving down to this side of the valley, down in Zion, and you're getting off on University Parkway at the Orem exit, just look to the right. You'll see a big smiling guy on there. I did that. All right. Yes, you did. He looks more handsome than you. I did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. So whatever. <laughs> okay. Anybody else that I miss? Anybody else? <laughs> I don't know, man. So, any, anything new happening in your life? It doesn't. No, for real. What? Anything? Anything happening? You in know, your life? the disrespect I get here every week. Mm. Let's just go on. Let's talk about where we went to dinner. We went to dinner at this place called Sol Aguave. Sol Aguave. Sol Aguave. Mexican food. 
See, si. you know me. I, wow. I'm not a Mexican guy. How many shakas? I mean, I I'll give you like three and a half sombreros out of five. That's good. Yeah, because 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 the wonderful things we do. Oh, anyway, so yeah, we ordered like I think my favorite thing there was the salsa and the chips and the chips, but they don't give you enough chips. You have to ask for more chips. The bean was okay. My food, what did you order? We ordered the same thing. The steak. You get the No, shrimp I got the steak. You got the two. No, not the two. I'll <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The anyway. carne asada. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah we, got the, we got the rib bar carne, carne asada. No shrimp tacos? Nah. Nah. Oh, okay. My wife ordered the pork belly stuff. That was probably my favorite thing to do because Laura ordered that. She'd been there before. So that pork belly. Was good. Sorry, we we talk about food here all the time. So, yeah. but I want to tell you about our guest brought us the most bomb cookies ever yes. made. Oh if she gosh. was to package that stuff, see, this is when I want our show on live because or on it must be a Polynesian thing because no. I've never heard of no cinnamon chips. I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's new to me. Maybe it's a white people thing because we were just talking about or that. a baker thing. Perhaps she, she did say it was very hard to find. She's probably a baker. And it was an oatmeal. Check this out. Oatmeal cinnamon chips cookie, right? Yep. And the thing looked nice. Oh, my gosh. Don't don't let crumble steal soft. that recipe. It was soft. <laughs> so, Hobart, when we post Hobart, it, don't be a crumble button. Go ahead. Can what? we take pictures of her cookies and let's post that with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, let's, do yeah. let's do that. Guys, let's look, do let that. me go ahead and introduce our yeah, special guest today. Can we, Can we? Sorry. Yeah. Let's gosh. roll into it. We're so I mean, excited. We're so excited. Make sure you give a good intro. Guys, you know, because we got a very VIP guys. guest. So, um, before I introduce our guest, yes. we've had a lot of talk on our show yeah. about um, with you know my older brother Wes being locked up for thirty five years. Wes, Wes, and him coming out yeah. of prison, and now he's in California, in LA, at a um, halfway house. Okay. So, with all that being said, guys, here in Utah, we have. Uh, you know, a guardian, an, an angel that's coming in, and an angel, yes. Leroy, how proper, yeah. our angel that's yeah. come into our community, and Advocate. she, you know, she thinks she's Polynesian, but she's really Polynesian, guys. Mm. Okay, she's got culture. Yes, yeah, yes. I have a brown yes. heart. Yes, yeah. hey, yes. And Make sure you post that on Instagram with the brown heart. I will. <laughs> the colors. I the will. Heart. Guys, with further ado. We have Paige Norton. Who's <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Prison reform advocate here in Utah. Prison Did you just reform. give her a title that she didn't have? Is that her title? No. She just make that she, up? That's what she is. Is there a dot com with that? She's a prison reform advocate for the people here in Utah, specifically for our Polynesian community. Just the Polynesian? No, but oh, from what yeah, our yeah, stories yeah, yeah, yeah. that we talked yeah. about in her... Her story that we can't her share her. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> she's yeah. ours. Yeah. You yeah. can't. She's ours. Yeah. yeah. Why are you trying We're to be like, selfish? With why are you this? trying to like you know have I mean, other? I'm just asking. Find their own. Hobart. The only <laughs> reason why I say that is because her inspiration came from a Polynesian. Inspiration now. <laughs> you know, and so and she's helped Don't a lot of our people wife. in our community. Paige, welcome, 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 Paige. Welcome, Paige. Paige welcome, Norton. Paige. Paige Norton. Let's give her a. Let's give her a. Let's give her a Polynesian title. Go ahead. 
Anyways, go, sir. I'm going to think about <laughs> this. <laughs> think about it. Paige, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for bringing the cookies. You're and uh, we're real Bomb honored cookies. for you to be here uh, to tell your story to tell, and you. just to hear how you came about with this whole thing uh, of you helping um, just everybody and um, what we can do to help. But first of all, please introduce yourself because I don't want to do it. I'd rather you do it and then just we'll go from there. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, so I grew up in South Jordan, Utah, my grandpa's farm. My family still has our farm there. Uh, it's just a little 40 acre farm that is heaven what? on earth. Just 40 acres? Man, that's well, bigger than the island of Fiji. <laughs> in the land of farming, 40 acres isn't a lot, but it's heaven on earth as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And, uh, I'm married next week is my 24th anniversary. My name, my husband, Chris. Congratulations, Congratulations Chris. Let's, let's give Chris a Yeah. Chris. Go, Chris. <laughs> Chris, we give you a nice round of applause because oh, yeah. I know Paige is probably a handful. Let's give Chris another. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris. Chris. We don't know how you're doing it, Chris. Chris, Chris. Keep doing it. All right. That's so true. It's super true. We had five kids in eight years. So my oldest is uh, just about to turn 23 uh, next week. Or no. What day are we on? Tomorrow. My oldest turns uh, 23 tomorrow. And then <laughs> my baby's 14. Wow. Nice. wow, she is tonguing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, prior to uh, August of 2019, I didn't know anything about the prison and criminal justice system at all. And uh, now my whole life's changed. Talk to us how that came about yeah. and your story behind how you got involved with it. What okay. inspired you? Yeah. So, um, to back up a little bit, so my mom and my sisters and I have always had kind of a borderline inappropriate idol worship of the Polynesian culture and especially, (laughs) (laughs) especially the women, like your women just are everything. They're so beautiful and they're so talented. Yo. Sorry, because yeah, oh, sorry, Paige. <laughs> it happened. Oh, we're excited. Sorry, Paige. If he doesn't he's, interrupt he's you by talking, he's going to push buttons. Can we please? Sorry, Paige. So, um, my little sister Callie, her favorite place on earth was Hawaii, and and uh, we just we just have always had such a love of your culture and your people. And then uh, in 2014, um, Callie uh, is my next sister after me and she was married and had two little kids, 28 years old, and she was diagnosed with a cancer so rare. There's not a treatment for it. And um, she only lived eight and a half months after that. And then she moved to heaven. And so then after Callie moved to heaven, if I could be around a Polynesian, then heaven didn't feel quite so far away. So then one day my, um, one of my high school boys came home and said that there was a new barber shop just a stone's throw from my house, and he said that a couple of Polly's owned it. And so I was really honest, and I just went in, and and that's how I first met my brothers, Lynn and Louie. And shout um, out to the high barber shop. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, and I said, I'm going to be really honest. I'm kind of a a little bit heartbroken, emotionally shattered girl, and I just would feel a lot better if I could come and sit here from time to time and if I bring you cookies will you let me in of course they said yes and so they nicknamed me the shop mom and and I'll go and sit there you know I I take my son my youngest when he needs a haircut but I'll go and sit there when I'm having a hard time and kind of leech off of their strength until I feel like I can face life again and then I'm back at it and uh, so then we got close to them and then uh, my husband and I were 
super involved in the opiate crisis in the state of Utah. Um, he had a family member that had struggled terribly in, in opiate addiction. And, and so we were really involved with that. And, um, we were working on putting together some conferences and, uh, to help people that were struggling in that area. And in July of 2019, Louis shared a post on Facebook written by a, a man named Fonoa Kimwana that I had no knowledge of, no connection to whatsoever. And uh, it was a really awesome post. It was very honest. And uh, he was a great writer. And I just thought... Man, Louis was? Uh, no, Louis shared it. And it oh, was okay. Fonoa's post. Okay. Okay. And um, not that Louis's not honest yeah, and wonderful yeah. also. He is. Louis got bars too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. which I did not know. I did not know that for the longest time. And uh, anyway, so um, it was such a great post. And I just thought, you know, uh, this guy is a, a, such a good writer. He's probably a good public speaker. I wonder when he's getting out. And so I just Googled his name. And, uh, you know, I'm finding all of these articles about his charges and his sentence and and, you know, his charges are murder and kidnapping. And, but as I'm looking at the articles, it's just like there's a, a little angel on my shoulder going, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. No. And so uh, the next day we were down on the farm, my husband and I, and we were just working on the farm. And, and uh, I said, you know, because I, I wanted to speak with him, but you can't call someone in prison. And the chances of him calling me were pretty slim since he didn't know I existed on the face of the earth. So the only way to talk to him is if I go to prison. And so I said to my husband, you know, what would you think if I went to the prison to meet with this inmate? And he said, well, you know, why would you do that? And I said, (laughs) I think he could help us with our addiction conferences. He seems like a really good person. And he said, well, if he's that good of a person, why is he in prison? And I said, well... I'll admit this doesn't sound good. Uh, he appears to be in for murder and kidnapping. And my husband was like, <laughs> what? what the heck? And I said, I don't think it's like that. And he said, whatever, Paige, be careful. And so uh, I asked his daughter through Facebook to ask Fonoa if he would receive me as a visitor. And he said yes. And so then I went through the application process to go and visit him. And I, I went the first time on August 18th, 2019 was my first time into prison. Wow. Right before COVID. Yep. It was right before COVID. And, um, so then that first day I was there in what they called the glass house. Cause of course was, this was at the old Draper prison and I was just standing there waiting for something to happen. Cause I didn't know what was supposed to happen. And all of a sudden in an instant, it, it was as though someone was standing beside me screaming in my ear, get him out, get him out, get him out. And I was like, Oh, what's happening? And, uh, then I thought of Sir Nicholas Winton and I didn't know why. And, and then, uh, that was it. And I, I just thought either God's trying to tell me something or I should probably just leave and drive straight to the mental institution, but uh, something's, something's definitely happening here. So then eventually everyone got up and we went into the, um, into the other building where the visits happen. And, uh, I just sat down at a table and, and I, kind of knew what he would look like because I'd seen his uh, mugshot, but that was quite old. He had no idea what I would look like. So he came in last because then whoever doesn't have someone sitting in front of them has got to be me. And when I tell you that when he walked into the room, it it, it was like someone turned the lights on. His soul is like 20 miles wide. He's so phenomenal. 
and and you're just thinking, well, no, this this was not what I was expecting, you know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I can tell you that it wasn't that. He's a big guy, but I'm small. Everyone seems big to me. How'd you guys break the awkwardness of I, meeting each other for the very first time? <laughs> yeah, so I just stood up and shook his hand, and, and he sat down, and we started telling each other about our families. And yeah. I, I told him about my husband and my children. He's telling me about his daughters. And and uh, honestly, it was it as we're trying to, to talk uh, um and introduce ourselves, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't even think straight because I knew what had just happened to me in the glass house. And so finally I just said, okay, I've just got to be really honest with you. And he said, okay. And I said, I feel like I'm supposed to try to help you regain your freedom. And he just kind of rocked back in his chair. Like I'd slapped him across the face and he said, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I don't know anything about this world, but if you'll give me an idea, I'll try. And uh, he said, the first thing he said then was, he said, well, ultimately my fate lies with the Board of Parole, but maybe you could talk to the Attorney General. And I just went, and he's like, what? And I said, I have a meeting with the Attorney General in two weeks. And he said, are you kidding me? And and, uh, from that moment forward, it it, God has just opened one door after another, after another. Wow. And, and, and a lot of doors have been slammed in my face. And, and, uh, thankfully I was raised. My dad, my dad's mantra was, uh, Kreiner is my maiden name. And he would say, Kreiners don't quit. Kreiners don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And that was just drilled into me my whole life. And so I just keep pushing on. Nice. So tell a little, a little bit about because a lot of people that haven't done visits, is there a, a time frame? Like you have a certain amount of time, and um, what is the setup? Are they behind? Because you watch movies, they're behind glass, or you know that kind of stuff. So that first meeting, what was the time that you had to? Uh, we had, um, I believe it was two hours. It could have been an hour and a half. I, I believe it was two hours, but it might have been an hour and a half. They got shortened during COVID. And, and the circumstances, uh, are completely dependent on, on what kind of a housing unit the inmate is in. So if they're in a general population, then it's, it's very free and open. Whereas I have visited guys in max and then yes, they are behind a partition, but I will say this, um, when, when Fonua, before Fonua came in the room, you know, I'm scanning the room. There's a lot of other inmates in the room. And, and there was one gentleman in particular that um, he just had a very dark countenance about him. He he was white, but he had a very dark. There was there was something about him that just didn't feel really awesome to me. An and, inmate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was a big guy. Again, I mean, I'm five foot four, but he was a big guy. And uh, I felt like a little bit like, ugh. Oh, I, I, I don't want to end up in a dark alley with that right. guy like that. Yeah. This is making me uncomfortable. And, but the thing that was interesting was from the moment Fonua came in and sat down in front of me, I had just this overwhelming feeling of security. And I thought if there is someone in this room, because we're all, it, it's just like this. It's open. It's totally open. Yeah. No one is handcuffed. No mm-hmm. one is, you know, it is, it. It's like we're all hanging out. It, it really, I always compare it to a high, a high school cafeteria, long skinny tables and right. you're sitting on either side. And, but it was just this instant feeling of security. And, and, and I just felt like if there is someone in this room that does not have good motives, they're going to have to kill this guy to get to me. 
I just immediately felt a a protection. And, and it's interesting as the years have gone on, like my husband feels that too, because if, if I have to go to a meeting that my husband can't be with me at, it's who's going with you. Yeah. Well, Lex going to be with me. Well, then you're fine. You know, Malachi is going to be with me. Lynn and Louie is going to be with Johnny's going to be with me. Okay. Then you're fine. And, and there, my brother's arms have become extensions of my husband's arms. Okay. If, if I can't be there to have her, I make sure that someone's got her back. I know he has her back. And, and so it's just a, it's been a huge blessing. Nice. So just to go back to the beginning of your story. So did, uh, Fanu ever like speak at one of your conferences? He's, he's still incarcerated. He's still in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my brothers on the outside come and, yeah. and, and help me all the time, but he, he is still in. But I will say the meeting, we had a big meeting on Tuesday. We had, um, kind of an official launch event and <clears throat> Fonoa wrote a speech and his oldest daughter came and read it. I saw that. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And he, um, I had some feedback last night and someone said that that was one of the most powerful uh, moments of the evening was listening to, to his speech given by his daughter. Um, Paige, give our listeners uh, a little peek of, of what you go through every day as far as like how many, how often do you visit the prisons? You know, what's your day like when you're dealing with all these, you know, the inmates? Yeah. So someone asked me the other day, how much time do you spend on prison? And I said, all of it, <laughs> all of the time. Um, but it, it really is pretty true. Um, I call it my full-time unpaid job. My husband says that's called a hobby. <laughs> and it's <laughs> or not. service. Yeah. But it's serious. 95% of the time, I feel like the luckiest girl on the planet that this gets to be my life story. There are days when it is really heavy and it's really dark and I'm, I'm in the fetal crying my eyes out because it is so heavy. Um, I, my, my brother Lecky has, I, I shudder to think how many times I would have quit if it wasn't for my brother Lecky. He will scoop me back up, shove me right in the back. And he always says forward page. We're going forward, forward, forward. And, uh, but I'll call him and he'll say, please don't cry. None of us want you to cry. None of us want you to feel like this. And, and, uh, but I, so I communicate via letter to right now to uh, 10. One of my brothers lives in heaven now, Rodney Leete. Oh, and, Rodney. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then um, one of my brothers is free now. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I I will send them letters. I send them pictures. Um, like when Sal Fongopo passed away, mm-hmm. I... Um, took a bu- got a bunch of the pictures printed off and I'll send them into the guys and and so I communicate and then I talk on the phone with um, three of them on a regular basis and then um, others will call occasionally or hop on a call and then I visit Fonoa and Pate Lomu um, on a on a regular basis uh, also. Man, this is kind of like hit homes for me because a lot of these names you name this is all family to me. Yeah, you yeah. know this is like real family to me and so yeah it's just it's a different feeling that i'm feeling from you the vibe that i'm getting from you Paige, is just beautiful because you know who like we don't know anybody that does this out of the kindness of their heart that's why when you were saying you're an angel really the stuff you're doing is changing lives well they're changing mine no so tell me this Paige. when you um what is the what, what are some of the things that you found in common with some of these people 
that you've been able to interact with. Because what, what we're trying to do is we don't want to just talk about the problems and oh, yeah. how they got there. Let's talk about solutions. Uh, for the the younger listeners, uh, shout out. We, we've got listeners all over the world. Uh, thankful for them to tune in. Worldwide. Yeah, so we've got listeners in Tonga, New Zealand. A majority of our listeners obviously is here in Utah and in America. But talk to us about what do you what have you found as you've been able to visit all these people? Anything in common? Like what what would be your I I guess the the thing that you would lean towards the most when you're talking to these guys? Because obviously you say you draw strength from them. Yeah. What is the thing that you're helping them to realize that is it choices? I mean, it could be anything. What what would be your, your input on that? Um, well, one of the things, I don't know if this is necessarily the answer that you're looking for, but one of the things that, um, you know, the guys are so kind to me. My brothers are so kind to me, and they will say, um, you know, you're such a blessing in our life. You're a miracle, whatever. And I say, no, you are getting confused, and you cannot get confused about this. The only reason that a farm girl from South Jordan, Utah, ends up in the state men's prison is because God sent me here to tell you that he still loves you and he still believes in you and he wants to help you. He wants to walk with you as you rebuild your life. Your life is not over. You still have value. You still have merit. You have things to offer. We're, you know, like, don't give up. He is not giving up on you. Don't give up on him. And um, that's a really powerful message because a lot of times people feel like they have been forgotten or mm. abandoned, and yeah. which I can understand. I can empathize with that. And um, But the other thing I will say is um, maybe three weeks into my involvement, um, you know the movie uh, Remember the Titans? Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, there's after Gary has been paralyzed in the accident and then and – then, um, Julius goes to see him in the hospital and the nurse tries to shoo him away. And he says, aren't you blind? Can't you see the family resemblance? He's my brother. Yeah. And there was one day about three weeks in to my involvement that that line ran through my mind over and over and over again. He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my brother. They're all my brothers. These are all my brothers. And, um, I think if everyone could remember that and, um, you know, everyone has a part to play in mm-hmm. this story. Um, people that don't have a connection to someone incarcerated that, that um, I mean, that used to be my story where I thought, who cares what happens to prison inmates? Mm-hmm. Like, they did the crime, they can do the time. Like, what what was I? That yeah. felt like an unnecessary burden. I, I, you know, I'll spend my time helping people that deserve help. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't I just such a great judge? And I look back now with so much shame and guilt. And in that way, I feel like I can relate to them because I know that they feel shame and guilt for the some of the choices that they have made. I feel so much shame and guilt for who I used to be. And if people could remember that no one's story starts the day of their crime. No one. Right. Things Good have point. happened, and people will make the comment, well, I would never do that. Well, I bet you wouldn't. And you know what else? You've never had to live the way that they have lived. Right. So do you feel like it was a product of their environment? Do you feel like oh, just trying to, you know, what, yep. what we're trying to do is we're helping. I mean, just me. I'm just trying to think if I, because I have a son of my own, 
And sometimes he doesn't make the smartest choices. And so I always tell him life is choices. Yes. And with every choice, there's a, a reward or a consequence, regardless of whatever it is. When you are talking with these inmates, how often do you feel, do you go take them down that road of when you started making choices that led you off, I guess, the path? You know what? I haven't even had to do that because what I have learned is the power of hope. Because people want, okay, so obviously there are people that need to stay incarcerated for society's safety for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. I am I not at that. all saying, I am not a throw the bars open, let no. them all free. That mm. is not mm. my message. My message is, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your offense was. I don't care whatever. If you want to help yourself, I want to help you be able to do that. Mm. I do think environment is a, I don't think there's one silver bullet. I think environment is something, but I a huge influence is friends. Mm. And that never that never ends. That's something that I have learned in my life. You've got to be as careful about your friends when you're 15 as when you're 50 and as when you're 80. I, exactly. That's, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, sometimes people don't understand. And you hit it right on the head. It's the people that are around you that you surround yourself. There's always that saying, if you want to know what you're going to be like, look at the people that you're surrounded with. Absolutely. And so that, that to me is, that's key right here. And the yeah. message is deep because you choose your friends wisely. And, and understand that. But on top of that, I'm also a big advocate of second chances. Yeah. And that's what this world should be. And that's one of the messages that I get from you, you know, as you're the I light of so hope. I feel so grateful that God gave me a second chance. What mm -hmm. if I had died in my old, old mentality and hadn't had a chance to learn and grow like I have in the last three and a half years? What if I had died and gone before the judgment bar in that mentality? I have no idea what my thought process was when I got to the judgment bar. Yep. Yeah. Because it's not like it's not like God's word isn't clear. We are to forgive everyone. Right. Everyone. And that's not to say that you have to have a, an intimate relationship with someone. I recognize and this is something that I'll tell my brothers. I recognize that stuff has happened in their past. Yeah. That maybe there's some bad juju there and it isn't that they can't forgive or you know any of that but i tell them do not bring your garbage from yesterday into my present because i'm already carrying a heavy enough load and i can't do that mm. so we're going to unhitch that back there i'm up here and but i don't i don't even feel like i have to go down that path of like okay can you see where you went wrong because what i try to do is just try to give them hope that they have a future and then they already want to do that. They want to do better. They want to figure no. out where they went wrong. They want to, to correct things, but the, the hopelessness and that, that has been definitely one of the hardest, heaviest things is, is the mass hopelessness and to try to keep shining light back in and saying, don't give up hope, please don't give up hope. And, and they come really dangerously close sometimes. You know, Paige, first of all, I'd just like to validate you for making the difference in our community and in to all these individuals' lives that uh, you're involved with. Now, how do you pick or how do you choose who you go, come in contact with or how do they come in contact with you just well, to get some positiveness in their lives? So, actually, my brother's both inside and out have a really big role in that, in that regard, because obviously um, I need to be safe. 
Okay. I need to be, I need to be kept safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, the day that I w- went to meet Fonua, that same day I met Pate, he was having a visit with, uh, Fili Bakapuna. Okay. And, um, West Phil's. That's right. And, uh, and so he was in that same visitation room and, and just the cutest smilingest little thing. I just couldn't even stand it. He was so friendly. And, <laughs> and I finally said to Fono, who is this smiley kid behind you? And he said, Oh, it's my cousin Pate. And so, uh, that day, um, I met him and just, he just weaseled his way right into my heart. I couldn't even stop it. And then from there, it was people that, you know, like this, they would say, this is a good guy. Please help this guy. Please look at this, you know, and I have never, you know, I kind of got, because I, because God sent me for Funua in the first place, then I kind of got pigeonholed as this Palangi that's trying to help all the Polys, which it's not that I'm, I want to help anyone that wants to help themselves. Um, but because God sent me for Fonua in the first place, then I did get involved with a lot of polys yeah. like right off the bat, but they'll say, Hey, this is a guy that really needs some help. This is a guy that really needs some help. And then on the outside, I'll always rely on my brothers. So-and-so that, you know, I got a message from this person. Yeah. Do you know this name? Am I okay? It's pretty Can much I- a word of mouth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're and- definitely planting seeds right now. And you know, everybody wants to wants a page in their life, you know, because some of them are out of touch with families and all yeah. they need yeah. is just sometimes a families loving just and warming, abandon them, you know, yeah. like they just, and that's yeah. a, and I can really empathize with that because especially I know, I know from when we had a family member go through addiction and struggle and, and, you know, they burn all their bridges and, and I can completely empathize with that. Um, and like I said, it's not even that you have to, open yourself back up to someone who has harmed you, but you can still like take that monkey off your back. You know, I, I hope that you live the very best life you can do it over there. Right. Like I, I don't, I wish you the best, but there's just not going to be this, you know? And so sometimes people that burn bridges, I think that's just another cry for help. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Good point. Right. But sometimes, and that's the challenge is like, this is one of the things I realized when we were going through uh, the addiction of our loved one is it's not like there's a high school class for what to do if someone you love gets neck deep yeah. in addiction. Yeah. Right. No one teaches you. And so then as a family, you're kind of struggling with like, okay, well, I think that's helping. Well, I think it's enabling, da, 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 you know, yeah. and it's all this contention because everyone is all of a sudden in a mess that they didn't ask for, that they don't know the way out of, and they can't agree on what the path is. And it, it is, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And, and that's the story for all of these people. Paige, what, I mean, because a lot of what you're doing right now, um, by supporting a lot of our community and just everyone in general, um, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a big fight or a big part of this is what happens on the Hill. Yeah. And so what yep. I mean by the Hill is the Capitol. Yep. yep. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with that and what's been the reception of you know, the government. If you want to change the world, you got to change the law. Mm. That's it. Period. If if you want to change the world, you've got to change the law. How can the community support you with any of these efforts? To Number one, vote. Okay. People need to become educated about who their senators and legislators are and the governor. Most definitely. And, and they need to register to vote and they need to make educated decisions in their voting. That's 
number one. If, if I could get every single person just to do that one thing. And this is one of the things Fono and I have had, you know, hard conversations about this. Um, because, you know, people suffer these very serious consequences of laws. Okay, so let's take one that we just, sorry, excuse me. Um, let's take the one that we just passed this year. Yeah, okay. So when those two young men were killed last January, uh, the law stated that they had to protect the names of the shooter and the minor that survived because they were minors, but not the minors that were killed. Hmm. And, and it's the kind of thing that you're like, how on earth did that slip through the cracks? Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that people need to remember is that that is a constantly revolving door, right? Who our elected officials are is a constantly revolving door. So as a little sidebar, like we are the only state in the nation where our governor himself does not have the authority to pardon an inmate. Only what? state in the nation. Really? And the reason... I didn't know that. The reason, well, and this is, this is exactly my point, is that I can't tell you how many senators and legislators I have taught that to. Because everyone just assumes... That, I mean, it's common sense. Like, why wouldn't it be like that? Yeah. What, what's your, what's so the, the reason, reason why it's like the that? The reason that happened is because when the Mormon pioneers settled the Salt Lake Valley and applied for statehood, the national leaders knew that whoever was going to be the governor was going to be a Mormon, and they didn't want to give a Mormon that kind of authority and power. So they oh wrote it right gosh, into the Utah Constitution, and wow. no one has ever bothered to fix it. They, We've got to do a constitutional with all amendment. all these Mormons, and, man. See, but it's the kind of thing that most people don't know. And so likewise, like with that bill that we just worked on this year, people had no idea. Like when I went to my legislator and said, did you know this? She was like, what? Are you kidding me? Wow. And so then it became, it, you know, it's, that's a no brainer deal. And it was interesting too, because, um, this is the thing. I get that politics aren't fun. I get that battling these battles, you know, like tonight, my little nieces had their very first softball game tonight. I would have loved to have been there, but this is really important. And so I'm going to have to catch them at the next one. Paige, you know? we thank you so much for sacrificing. <laughs> Sorry about that, time. nieces. No, you, no. oh my god. No, goodness. but what I'm saying is, is like, if you want to to change the world, it's going to come at a sacrifice. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And so you've got to make educated decisions in your voting, and then you've got to be involved. Paige, and, real quick. Yeah. So for those that are listening, yeah. like how do they get to educate themselves on under legislators or yeah. the council. Yep. Like how do they educate Everywhere. themselves? So the you can um Google like find my legislator. Self education. And but That's it's, where it it's very easy because you can say, you know, find my legislator and then it'll pull up and you can just put in your zip code and or your address and it tells you this is who your legislators are. They always you can follow their social media pages yeah. and then they'll tell you like we're having a meet the candidates night or we're having a follow up meeting, a, a legislative, a post legislative meeting and different things like that. And again, is it more fun to like stay in bed in your jammies on a Saturday morning than to go to a yeah. follow up meeting? Yes, it is. <laughs> but there is a price to be paid. Like yeah, if you right. want to make things better, like you have to pay the price. Right. And so you find the candidate that you feel the, the best about and then you've got to. You know, be willing to go door to door and like put out flyers for them and do things to help them get elected. And, you know, or if you have the means, you could contribute to their campaign or things like that. And uh, so then, you know, when we went up to testify about this bill to protect all minors, um, there were people from the media there that were ready to 
fight against it. Well, we had brought both of the mothers of both of the boys that had been killed. And as they sat there and testified before the committee, the people from the, the media people that were just fighting against that bill. They, oh, absolutely. Because the media people want to have the latest edge. They want to have the, the scoop. Wow. They want to have, you know, what that I'm protects. Saying? Yeah. They, they just want it for their own self-interest. It's not, and they'll say it's to protect other people. Yeah, that's that is. total that's, butt kiss. That's so and so, but it was fascinating because as these mothers and fathers are testifying about what their family went through because their children's names were released, the people from the media that were there to testify against the bill just got up and left. They just gave up because they could see oh. we're not winning this. Because all the, the support. Right. Yeah. But it comes from people dropping everything and, and going up, up to the. Yep. Up. Yeah. Yes. Yep. What does your family think of everything you're doing right now, Paige? <laughs> you're helping so many people out there. Like, what are you? What does your family think? Obviously, um, so this is what I finally had to get down to. As long as my mother and my siblings and my husband and my children support me, I can't worry about what everyone else says. Yeah. One of the, when I very first got involved, of course, a big concern was my safety. I mean, look at of the course. people that yeah, I'm yeah, surrounded yeah. with. Look at what their records look like. Understand. And, you know, I'm small. And, um, and so it was, it was very much a, you know, I got a lot of, you're risking your life. You're risking your husband's life. You're risking your children's lives. Someone's going to off your husband so you're available. And I'm like, whoa, wow. whoa, wow. whoa. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but, and and there's still going to be people that don't understand. There's still going to be people that think, you know, even Philly. Um, so I actually met Philly in prison because he was there visiting Bote that that day. And so I didn't meet him, meet them him that day, but he was in there also that day. And, and he said to me, not long into my involvement, he said, Paige, I'm going to be really honest with you. We all just sat down and had a conversation about you trying to figure you out because we couldn't figure you out. <laughs> Cause and, it was not normal Paige. Right. It's <laughs> right. not normal. And I can appreciate that. <laughs> I can, I can appreciate that. And he said, you know, we're just trying to figure, figure out what your angle was. Like, yeah. what were you? And I said, well, maybe I wanted a discount on my next tribal band. They, like, thought, they, thought, hey. they thought you were CIA. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they thought you was a maybe spy. Maybe you want a discount on the next haircut, you know? No, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And I said, well, so why'd you finally decide? And he goes, well, you're here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And, but then, and it did, it did take time for me to prove that I, I just genuinely wanted to help. And I, you can't, you can't be in there and among them and see their situation. And I mean, you'd have to be without a soul right. to yeah. not, to not be in there and among them and, and feel for them and feel for their situation. And I recognize that they made bad choices. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you know, but I definitely am, you know, Fanoa gets mad at me. He's like, quit babying these boys, Paige, you know, because I'm like, be nice. Don't be, and he's like, stop, you know, and I'm like, yeah. but I, I do feel very mother henny towards yeah. them. Yeah. And, um, and it's, you know, Leck will say, Paige, your mouth is going to get us in a fight. Like, you've got to like, you know, and I'm like, well, what do you think God made you so big and strong for? Yeah. <laughs> sort it out. You know, I think I think a lot of this discussion too. I mean, we should get into it in another episode, but it's a cultural because um, I'm still stuck on getting out, people out to get 
them to support mm -hmm. this bill yeah. and to get behind of whatever you're doing up at the Capitol yeah. because obviously it's good. Um, culturally, I think a lot of times uh, our families will say, let somebody else do it. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they're, I they're I able to, you know. I really think that's everyone's, I don't think that's only your culture because politics is dirty business, yeah. right? Oh, Nobody yeah. wants to talk about politics at those are, those are no. the real gangsters. You know, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because gangsters in I, I've never been to <laughs> yeah, a family let's reunion. Be honest. I've never been to a family reunion where we sat down and talked about the president or, yeah. you know, what's going on in the, in the yeah. current events and yeah. stuff. We're talking about, oh, so your so-and-so is getting married. We're talking about, you the know, ball stuff. Game. Right. Or, yeah. or you're talking about really just family things. Yeah. And so the commonality with all the people that you've met has been faith. Yeah. family yeah and obviously they they the gangs represent that yeah and so the deterrent of a lot of these communities has to be keeping the kids away from gangs and to that you know this kind of goes back to what you were talking about before i i was having a conversation with one of my brothers one time who had struggled previously and um had relapsed and uh i said i said to him i go who are you doing this with is this friends? Is this family? Who's doing this with you? And he said, both. And I said, well, I've got a real problem with that because I know your history and they know your history right. mm -hmm. and they know that you now have everything to lose. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a problem with someone calling you their bro mm -hmm. and their family, their friend and helping you ruin your life. Right. I have a problem. And I said, if that's, if that's what, if that's what a brother or a sister is to you, then do me a favor and don't call me your sister anymore because that's crap. Mm -hmm. Because if I was with you and you tried to drink, you tried to do drugs, you tried to do something that was going to lead you down this path of destruction, you'd have to fight me off like a rabid monkey to get that in your mouth. Yeah. There wow. is no way that's happening on my watch. Mm. Yes. You're a grown man. You can do whatever you want, but you're not going to do it around me. Yeah. And, and that's the, people need to get in their mind that no one that loves you is going to help you self-destruct. But Paige, that's the attitude you have to have. See how yours is so passionate? It just yeah. comes out of you. I don't, like, you, you know, know what, when, Paige? You got a lot of fierce. No, you know, because <laughs> homework, because listen to the way she sounds. If that was your friend telling you that, oh yeah, okay, I won't do it. That's love and passion, right? See there. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the All right, Paige. All right, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's the type of love and passion that are, we need as friends. Because all three of us, we have friends, family, some people sitting here, yeah. been car incarcerated. Yeah. So we're not too far for what you're saying. So yeah. we can identify with all those things. Yeah. You have, now that you guys, um, with your brothers and sisters, you guys have a meetup or a group up once a month, Paige. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So that actually or started. Or what we can help, what, you know, what. What's that actually message? started with, um, I was just so worried about me okay. and I went to Lynn and I was like, Lynn, there has to be something. Can we like do an intervention? Can we okay. this at that? Like, I know that wasn't my personal failure, but that, that was really hard for me because I met me inside. He was the yeah. first guy I ever met inside that came out. Then he went back and when he came out, when he came out the first time I saw him in the free world. Then he ended up going back. When he came out the second time, I never saw it. The next time I saw him was at his funeral. Mm. And it was devastating for me. Mm. And um, and so then, uh, then 
So the executive director of the Department of Corrections invited me to sit on the executive board, the stakeholders board. There you go. Which, See, that's, so <laughs> that's huge. So Paige. I've done that for a while now. Okay. And they put the call out and said that there was no such thing as a support group for people who had been incarcerated. Okay. Um, that were, the, I guess there is one for like LGBTQ community that has yeah. been incarcerated, but not anyone else. And mm. so I went to Lynn and I'm like, Lynn, I'm going to need you to start a support group. And he was like, bet. And the funny, he's so smart and he's so talented. And, yeah. you know, like I was like, maybe we could call very, it. Very, very talented. He is so talented. It's because he's from West Valley. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, there you uh, go. Set trip again. Anyways, okay. Okay. Uh, but he, <laughs> but he had, um, I had come up with these totally lame things that we could call it. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I I got it, you I know. Got, I got this. And then he comes back with the neighborhood support group, new beginnings, render hopeful decisions, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lynn! Like off yeah. the top yeah. of the dome. Yeah, he is so. When Lynn sent me that, I was like, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. man. We we got to get on their podcast because we let them come on ours. It's time. Yeah, we got we got to yeah. get on there. Well, I, I just want to. I don't want to keep you because now I feel bad about the softball stuff. Oh, but no, I, yeah. no. But, but I, mean, I, want, I want to send a shout out. Everybody, I want you guys to go follow Paige. It's Paige Norton at, at um, Advocate on her IG page. And then you can also reach her on pagenorton.org. Yep. Yes. So <laughs> let's make sure we got that. pagenorton.org. It's P-A-I-G-E-N-O-R-T-O-N. Dot org and you can support i think we we're this is going to be a good relationship that we can do and yeah. we can help out as it gets warmer Polynesian people don't come out when it's cold <laughs> so now that the sun is up we, we're going to be out in droves and you're going to see smoke and and all kinds of barbecues going on and a bunch of little kids running around let's let's set up a thing and we can pick up i got a 15 passenger we can pick up people to take them to go register to vote so these, edu- these education stuff. Hey, if Paige can do a little something, let me do a little something. Let me do. Let me do a little something. I'm inspired, you know. And the yeah. thing is, uh. Paige is on here. She's injecting energy into this yeah. community, and we didn't ask her. She's taking it. So let's 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 support her on whatever she does on the Capitol, from the prison to the Capitol. Yeah. So I want to give her last words on what she wants to say and how we can support her and any last words for all of our people that are listening. I guess I would just say that I love you and I'm really grateful for being loved in return. And and on yeah. that note, we all about love up in this. So thank yeah. you again for visiting us in another episode of know. Good Story. Thank you, Paige. Man. That was awesome. That know, was awesome. Our angel, yeah. yeah. So you know, as we're wrapping it up, because I got the music going, I just want to tell you, we got to invite you back, Paige. We invite you back, and thank you very much for joining us. I love it.